tonight. Broadway celebrates Juneteenth. Black cast members from the theater's biggest shows are putting on a free concert in Times Square in honor of the holiday, and we've got your backstage pass. Their push to transform Broadway into a more inclusive and accessible place as Metro Focus starts right now. This is Metro Focus with Raphael P. Roman, Jack Ford, and Jenna Flanagan. Metro Focus is made possible by Sue and Edgar Wackenheim III, Philemon M. D'Agostino Foundation, the Peter G. Peterson and Joan Gans Cooney Fund, Bernard and Denise Schwartz, Barbara Hope Zuckerberg, and by Jody and John Arnhold. Dr. Robert C. and Tina Sohn Foundation, the Ambrose Monell Foundation, Estate of Roland Carlin. Good evening and welcome to Metro Focus. I'm Jenna Flanagan. Seeing Broadway for free is something New Yorkers and theater fans have often only dreamt about. But this Sunday, June 18th, in honor of the upcoming Juneteenth holiday, Broadway is returning to the heart of Times Square for a free outdoor concert celebrating Black artistry and community. Over 25 Black artists from 12 Broadway shows, including smash hits like Six and MJ the Musical, are expected to take part as the nation commemorates the emancipation of African Americans from slavery. Broadway Celebrates Juneteenth is presented by the Broadway League's Black to Broadway Initiative, which is working to improve access for all Black people to the theater, a traditionally white space. So joining us with a preview and more on these ongoing diversity efforts are Janine Scott. Janine is Diversity Officer of the Broadway League, the theater's National Trade Association. Janine, welcome to Metro Focus. Thank you for having me, Jenna. Absolutely. We're also joined by Michael James Scott. Michael is hosting the Juneteenth concert, and you also might recognize him as Genie from Aladdin. Michael, it's great to have you on. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> it's nice to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> that laugh is iconic, by the way. I think we all know it now. And oh, last but... <laughs> Last but certainly not least, I'd also like to welcome Vanessa Sears. Vanessa is making her Broadway debut in New York, New York, and will be performing at the event. Vanessa, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Jenna. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Thank you all. So first, Janine, I want to start and ask you, why is it so important for uh, Broadway to, and again, the only way I can think to describe this is to sort of widen its aperture for the target audience of who would be coming to the theater. Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, I would say that it, it's important that we celebrate Juneteenth uh, as an industry so that people understand that Broadway is for everyone and that all are welcome. It's even more important for us to see ourselves uh, on stage working behind the scenes and in this industry. So it's very important for the sustainability of, of theater. And do we have, is there any sort of like, I guess, perhaps research or understanding for how it is that Broadway became at least seen by a lot of people as a 
either exclusively or at least a very wide space? Like, is it the shows? Is it the content? Is it the ticket prices? Like, what is keeping Broadway so exclusive? You know, I think that in historically, it probably has been very exclusive. I think we've made some strides and that we continue to make strides to um, through programming uh, like Juneteenth, like Black to Broadway and this Juneteenth celebration, uh, programs like the podcast and um, our high school shadowing program, where we really open up the doors uh, to students of color or to those groups who are typically shut out of the Broadway industry. I wish I could say that it was just one thing, but I I, I can't. I think it's 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 all layered. Um, and it's going to take a multi-layered approach, which we are committed to to doing and have been committed to doing for the past few years. Okay. Well, with that in mind, then, Michael, I want to turn to you and ask, as uh, the host slash MC of the show, what is it that people can expect to see from this, what sounds like an incredible lineup and performance? Fierce Blackness. Okay. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I... You know, first of all, to be able to be the host this year is just such an honor. And when uh, when I got approached about it, of course, there was it was like, I mean, I think the, there was like, would you be the? I was like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's yes, absolutely, of course. It is so iconic to me to be able to uh, think about the fact that this is Broadway, Juneteenth and Times Square, right? I mean, it's like, it is like all epic upon epic upon epic, which is just something that I think is so exciting and so brilliant for the Broadway community to be able to get to be a part of. Juneteenth has really been something in the last few years that we have now really recognized nationally. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, not just for, you know, the, 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 the Black community, but for the for all Americans to understand where this is coming from. So to be able to do this with my incredible, uh, you know, who I call home, my family, the Broadway community, is just, it's just such a beautiful thing. To be able to have something like this where the league is saying, you know, we want to show this and really put this out there and put it in Times Square and make it free for everyone to come and celebrate all of this amazingness that is Broadway and Black excellence is something really exciting. You can expect to see amazingness. That is what we only do it fiercely on Broadway, okay? That's how we do it. And so we are going to bring our Broadway flair. We're going to bring the drama. We're going to bring the excellence and all of the amazingness that you can expect on a Broadway stage in Times Square. All right, then. So you kind of gave us a little bit of a taste here, but for anyone who might be a little bit fuzzy about what fierce Broadway blackness would be or even <laughs> look like, <laughs> can you just give us a little bit of a, a sense or a taste? I mean, here's the thing, you know, as a, as a little black boy growing up in Orlando, Florida, uh, I only, only dreamt of being on Broadway. And so I, when I think about where we have come uh, to this point, to be able to get to see representation uh, of, of people that look like myself uh, on a stage uh, that where it is possible, that to me is major change. And we are recognizing that. I never would have dreamt it. I only dreamt it. So to be able to be to 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 get to now be the genie in Disney's Aladdin on Broadway 
backed by one of the biggest, like, one of the biggest iconic entertainment companies in the world, associated with what Broadway does and what Disney on Broadway does, that to me shows that it is possible. I am literally the living proof that it is possible. So if a little chubby chocolate boy from Orlando, Florida can grow up to one day be that and have these people who I looked up to like uh, Ben Vereen and, uh, um, uh, you know, Brian Soltz Mitchell, Audrey McDonald, uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. I mean, the list goes on and on. We are the next generation and we're saying that, I mean, we know what to expect from those amazing, uh, amazing artists, right? Well, we have amazing new artists coming up, you know, people like Vanessa, who's going to be performing. And that is that is a really exciting thing. People are going to see that we I've been inspired by those people. And so for me, I'm just trying to carry on the legacy that these amazing artists before me have done. Okay, well, Vanessa, clearly Michael is very, very good at this because he immediately introduced you. Uh, So. But um, yeah, I'd love to get your take on just being involved in this, especially as part of your Broadway debut season. I mean, this is this sounds huge. It is. It's all still feeling very surreal. And it's actually moments like this celebration that help me feel grounded. Um, I'm really excited to meet more of the Black Broadway community because it's my first foray into this community. So I'm very, very excited to just meet other Black folks on Broadway. Of course, meet the fans, meet the people who are seeing their first Broadway shows. I'm so excited to make those connections and to expand my community. Um, I'm also just really grateful for the opportunity to get to celebrate uh, in this way. I think Juneteenth over the past couple of years has looked very different um, depending on you know, the social climate. Sometimes it's very reflective, sometimes it's quite solitary, sometimes it's very hopeful. And I'm really excited that this year I'm gonna get to be in a very joyful place with other people collectively, kind of all filling our cup together so that we can keep moving forward with with hope and with optimism. I think these moments of coming together are really, really powerful. And these are the moments that have kind of kept me looking forward on this really overwhelming journey of like coming to Broadway for the first time. Well, I would say hope and optimism is definitely something that at least in all of my Broadway experiences, I've always come away from every performance from. Um, But Janine, I wanna turn to you and, you know, as we're talking about this, I did mention in the intro that there will be 25 performers, um, black performers from various, Broadway productions. And I'm wondering, okay, to be a little bit skeptical here, but should we be reading into the fact that it's only 25 out of so many performers? Or should it be like, yeah, there's 25. Like, that's really impressive out of all these productions. We need to be looking at it like, yeah, there's 25 out of all these productions <laughs> because we have a time frame. We only have 90 minutes because our wonderful actors have to get back for their <laughs> magnetic performances. So if we could go longer, we would when this it we we had a cutoff point and people were like, oh, please, please, please. But because of time constraints. So there's only 25, but there's. 25. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Remarkable considering, I mean, from all across Broadway, I mean, shows that aren't necessarily black led, you know, so this is tremendous. And this is a great turnout. And it really shows the diversity that exists on Broadway. 
Well, Michael, I want to go back to you because um, you've had an amazing run on Broadway, especially with the iconic character of Jeannie. But during the uh, COVID pandemic, of course, uh, we saw the unfortunately horrific murder of George Floyd. But then the response to that being that there seemed to be a racial a racial reckoning and that a lot of people were saying, you know what, there's a lot of things wrong in this country that need to be addressed and fixed. And so I'm wondering from your perspective with having, you know, the arc of having looked at it for the past few years, do you think that Broadway has uh made enough effort or that enough change has happened or at least the building blocks are being correctly put in place in your opinion i think what you just said is a beautiful way of putting the building blocks have been i think really been putting in place to to go further of what um what does need to be changed and and i think the first thing that has happened is the acknowledgement of it you know next year i will celebrate 20 years on broadway um and uh i've been very blessed to thank you (laughs) um i've been very very (laughs) it's a it's a blessing i i I really uh and so and i remember i will never forget my first uh my first broadway show experience and learning from all those who were who were in, in in that show, um, and you know, very few few of color. But what I what was in, interesting about that time was it wasn't you know this idea of sure conversations have been happening I think privately for many many years, but I think what has happened now, which I feel so you know, especially in our racial awakening that we all know happened during during the pandemic. It was like everything was building up and building up and then all of a sudden here we are, including our Broadway community, um, is the acknowledgement, is the open talk about what has to change, what needs to change, what can we do to make change. And so amazing organizations um, like that's that's putting on this concert and this you know with the with the Broadway League and uh, that to me is 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 major. That to me is the change. That is to me what we are doing to acknowledge what needs to be changed and the conversations to actually happen. But moreover, giving people the empowerment to feel like they can speak and really can be a part of the change. I'm so, it is amazing for me to think about my almost 20 year career next year and what Vanessa is experiencing right now, um, having, coming into this community and really feeling like if there's stuff that that she's not feeling comfortable with, that there are people, there are, uh, are, are groups, there are organizations, um, you know, Janine right here, like we can all, we can go to people right now to actually talk about that. And that wasn't the case, uh, you know, years ago. So I think that that to me is, is the major, a major change and, I, and that I'm so proud that we, are, are doing. We have work to do, and yes, we will, and we will continue to do it. But I think, I think people are really walking the walk as well. Well, that's certainly important. And again, Vanessa, so very good at this, Michael. Did he accuse me of for another question for you? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you're coming. I feel like you're coming for my job next. Um, <laughs> no, no, you are the top get your job. This place for all of us. <laughs> Okay, so Vanessa, to you, I'm wondering, 
given, you know, so much that has happened leading up to your Broadway debut, um, first of all, it's a two-part question. First part would be, how has that, I guess, empowered whatever little girl dreams perhaps you had of performing on Broadway? Um, the same way that Michael just explained that he never would have dreamed of. Um, what immediately comes to mind is just uh, when I was kind of starting to explore theater and I really was enjoying like community theater as a little girl, um, I think it was very scary for the adults in my life to imagine what that career could look like because there weren't, there wasn't a model of representation of successful black artists in theater, you know? Um, I had very limited exposure to professional theater, period, and even less so to black people in theater, successfully pursuing that career um, and, you know, not doing like one token job where they, you know, come in, have a very small part and then exit. People like really leading the charge and um, taking the stage and having feeling empowered and having agency over their careers. I didn't have a ton of examples of that. And so it made it really scary for the adults in my life who, of course, wanted to set me up on the, the best path possible to feel confident saying like, yes, go chase your dreams. I'm very lucky. And my parents did say, yes, go chase your dreams. But there are thousands of people, I'm sure, who without that representation, they don't get that same encouragement. And there are people who should be on Broadway right now who probably aren't because they haven't had that representation and that positive role model to say, I could do that, that could be me. So it's a huge responsibility and it's it's so exciting to now be part of the next generation of people that are saying, hello, we're here, we're doing it. We're fabulous, we're talented, we are living the dream and you can too. That like feels so incredible to be a part of that that next wave. Okay, and so then part two of my question, and this tends to come up, I found, with uh, young Black people stepping into a space where there's been so much work and so much labor put in to make sure that you have either a smoother road to walk or that um, that you don't face some of the same challenges that maybe people before you did, is that, is there a weight that you're carrying to fully embrace everything that people, uh, the work that people have laid out for you? Or is this something where um, it feels almost seamless, like they're, it's just, you're just stepping into something that feels almost natural? I would borrow the phrase you used earlier and agree with Michael that the building blocks are there and we are taking huge strides and things are improving. And I absolutely am privileged to walk a much easier road than the people who came before me, without a doubt. That being said, there is still work to do. And um, I do feel the weight and the responsibility of like when I'm in a room, if I see something that's not right, I have a duty to call that out. I have a duty to not only call it out, but to be part of the action to help change it. Um, of course, we all have like different capacity day to day to be able to be the ones changing these systems. But um, I do feel the responsibility and the weight of you know, actually tackling issues when they present themselves and trying not to shy away. There's a big history, of course, I think in in many hierarchical industries that, you know, you don't want to be the one to rock the boat. And it's really um, exciting to feel like, actually, no, like I'm here because people rocked the boat before me. I will absolutely stand up and do my part and try and keep moving things forward. And again, I reiterate that the building blocks are there. I am really, really grateful that like when I walk into my first Broadway contract, there are two black women who are explaining the equity and diversity policies and they are like a separate entity outside of our management company who we can go to with questions, with issues. That 
structure didn't exist like very recently. So I feel really protected. I feel really supported. I feel really empowered. And also I feel really excited that I can continue to be a part of the action and a part of the change and keep making it better for future generations. Well, you know, speaking of rocking the boat, um, Janina, I want to go back to you because uh, recently um, an interview came up with a theater professor. I believe her name was Elizabeth Woolman. And she described Broadway as having a traditionally middle-aged white woman audience. In fact, she said, quote, it's been entertainment for white people, by white people, about white people, aimed at white people. Now, we love all people here at PBS and WNET, but that's a lot of white people in one statement. So how does that begin to get addressed um, at all, I guess? Look, I'll say this. Traditionally, in the past, historically, the statement that she made was probably true or is true. I'm not going to even say probably, it's true. But if you look at the Tony nominees and you look at what's on stage right now, this is probably the most diverse that we've seen in a really long time, if ever. Um, so I don't necessarily 100% agree you know, with that statement, uh, as in 2023, uh, I, I just like every, everyone else has said, you know, building blocks. We are. It's going to take time. We didn't get to be this industry overnight. And it's going to take time for us to change that path, which is why we have multiple initiatives. You have now more producers of color than ever before. We have fellowship programs that are existing to help with the behind the scenes, the backstage and the offices. Uh, I mean, you look at you look at Vanessa, you know, right now, who is making her debut. And then you look at, you know, 20 years of the genie with Michael. We are it's taking time and we didn't get here overnight. It's going to take time. But I, I don't necessarily all the way agree with it being all white people for white people targeted towards white people. I, I think our stories are universal. Um, but with that said, history, yes, but Broadway is just like any other industry. Most industries were geared towards white people. I mean, let's look at the systems and how they were created systemically. This world, this country was created for white people. Um, so it's going to take time to change. And Broadway is no different than any other industry. And we are we have programs in place to help to to rock that boat and to to change the trajectory of Broadway. And I think if you look at the Tony nominees and you will see that we've come a long way while still having, you know, a ways to go. Of course, of course. Um, but with, uh, you know, moving a long way, building blocks as we've discussed being put in place, um, sometimes progress can feel like two steps forward, one step back. And so I guess my final question, and this will be to everyone, is Is there any concern? Do you feel like the momentum is in such a way that there can't be backsliding? Um, or 
if there could be, is there something ready to go to address that so that we don't eh, kind of forget, maybe lose momentum and fall back into some toxic patterns? Sure, I can I can answer that first. And uh, accountability is everything. And I think that we we are at a place now uh, where we may have accepted some things as, oh, that's just the way that it is, that we're no longer accepting anymore. Um, and it's not good enough. And we're going to hold each other accountable. And I ask that people hold me accountable. And I ask that you hold our industry accountable. Accountability is going to be key. I don't see us, you know, going back. Uh, we have come too far. And as long as you have at least the three of us, you know, in this industry, <laughs> I don't see it happening because right now you you have some, uh, to, to steal Vanessa's words, you have some serious boat rockers here. And um, I don't I don't see us going back. Michael, same question, and I've got about a minute left. I agree, and I what I what I know is is that I don't think none of us will be shutting up anytime soon. <laughs> and I think that I know that I you can, you can barely get me to shut up anyway in general. So I know, and I am just one. <laughs> so I know, and I, I I'm very very confident knowing some of my other friends. You know the fancy and you know the, the 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 you know down to literally some of our front of house you know ushers right to the, all of it the, the team that we all are in this community and that we are not shutting up at this at this point we are still we are moving forward we have i think a lot of people have really finally started to feel empowered and with empowerment really is i think that that's that is that could be scary for people, but the scary thing about it is that it's an amazing thing for those of us who finally feel like we can speak, even after someone who has been here for years and years, where I am, I know I will not be going back. So I'm here to say, I feel like that is for sure now in front of us, and that's where we are growing. All right, well, we're going to have to leave it there, but I want to thank all three of my guests. Uh, Michael James Scott, just for being Michael James Scott, amongst many others. <laughs> Vanessa Sears, whose Broadway career I cannot wait to watch you blossom and develop. And of course, um, Janine Scott for doing the work that you do and making sure that Broadway shows up the way it should to represent and support the entire metropolitan community. So everyone, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to this concert. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you there. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to MetroFocus. You can take our award-winning program with you wherever you go with MetroFocus, the podcast. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Or simply ask your smart speaker to play MetroFocus, the podcast. Also available at MetroFocus.org, WLIW.org slash radio, and on the NPR One app.